Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, hey, Jesse, I have a question about the world of fashion. Oh, great. Well, I, you know, as you know, I founded a menswear website called Put This On. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of fashion journalism over many years, so I can probably help you. Great. Yeah, I, I thought so. You were the first one I thought of when this question came to mind. That's okay. Don't bullshit me. You were. Don't fucking bullshit me. You, you thought were. of Michael Kors. I thought of him, but uh, after that shit that went down in college, I don't know if I can talk to that guy again. So When he fucked your girlfriend? When Michael Kors railed your girlfriend? <laughs> yes, Jesse, that's it. Yes, we all know when Michael Kors railed my girlfriend in college. I don't. We don't need to relitigate this. Michael Kors, the eponymous founder of the fashion line, Michael Kors. I'm, yes, I'm not. I'm not bitter about it. I've moved on, but I just don't know if I, you know, want to open up that wound by going to him with questions about the world of apparel. Mm-hmm. I'm just wanted to keep it buried. I mean, you bringing it up, you know, doesn't help. But I was just trying to keep it anyway. Did I tell you about when after he railed her? Oh, gosh. Why do you know all the details? Okay. Yeah. Well, after Michael Kors plowed your college oh, girlfriend, yeah, she texted me. She is very complimentary of his member. So she texted you? We were sort of girlfriends at the time, you know? <sighs> okay. Water under the bridge. I'm happy for Michael Kors and his career and penis quality it's like the expression your girlfriend used to always say about michael kors water under the bridge michael kors load all over my tits this way okay do you want to hear do you want to hear this question or not because i'm you're getting me in a mood i'm i just got a text message do you mind if i reply to this text message i mean don't read the text message out loud and then your reply but yeah sure go ahead okay yeah no it's just michael kors texted me my ears are burning i said don't Um, read it out loud and and i'm gonna text mike back dear mike what why are you remember that time you plowed oh boy jordan's girlfriend when he was in college and you were probably 40 or so Who knows? Probably 35 Why or are you reading it out loud and then telling me what you're writing in response? Oh, he, he texted me back. Yeah, it's just water under the bridge and my load on her tits. Oh, boy. She used the same expression. Just everybody... They both use the same expression. Is this a... Okay. Can I ask my question? Yeah, well, I, I run the website, put this on, so I, I, hopefully I can help you with your fashion question. Thank you. Tommy Bahama. Uh-huh. Is it a real guy? <laughs> is it a guy? I mean, Jordan, do you not remember when he plowed your girlfriend in college? Oh, God. Now I oh, I was trying to block that out. Ooh, she did not like me. Yeah. <laughs> He does not take his shirt off. That's what she told me. She texted me that after. Oh my gosh. But they did it in his famous hammock. <laughs> Bahama won't fuck unless it's in a hammock. Yeah. It, but is so Tommy Bahama, the uh-huh. maker of like dad's weekend best. Sure. The kind of thing your uncle wears to a, a summer wedding. Yeah. So like khaki shorts, 
Aloha prints. Yeah. But also like it's expanded into like beach chairs and stuff like it's it's like branded products now too for the like Tommy Bahama lifestyle right. enthusiast. Yeah, I think they got theme restaurants, they have congressional candidates. <laughs> the whole nine. Was this ever a real guy? Was this like the king of all beachcombers, you know, a, a kind of a Buffett-esque character, a, a modern kind of a pirate type with, but instead of, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Is this a, this is a, was it a guy or is it, did they just make up a guy? The other, Are they like, we, we need a fictional man to represent this brand, this lifestyle. So, you know, the, uh, the other day, I bid on and won a lot in an auction from the estate of Christian Audigier, mm -hmm. the designer of Ed Hardy and Von Dutch, mm -hmm. the famous... I just bought some books about blue jeans from him, or from his ghost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, Those were the only things tethering him to this realm. Yeah. <laughs> now he can move on <laughs> to hell. <laughs> French hell, yes. Yes. <laughs> or maybe Dutch hell. Who knows? Mm -hmm. No, French. Avignon. He was from Avignon. Uh, and Von Dutch, Christian Audigier, and Ed Hardy were all real people, right? Ed Hardy was a okay. famous tattoo artist. Maybe Von Dutch was too, or maybe he was a car customizer, something like that. He was a car customizer. Car customizer. Th our guest on the program from the, from the hit podcast, Stop Podcasting Yourself. 75-time Canadian Comedy Award winner for Best Comedy Podcast, stand-up comic, guy who is a vegetarian and is allergic to so many things, his entire diet is it's cheese incredible. pizza, <laughs> uh, Graham Clark. <laughs> what do you think, Graham? Tommy Bahama, is that a real guy or not? Well, much like you were talking about Michael Kors... Tommy Bahama railed me in college and oh, congratulations. Yeah. I was relaxing in so, a beach chair and whoa. So was he real? Was he, was, he, he was very was he real? real, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that guy kept it real. Yeah. I'm glad to hear he was re he's real. He's um, real, he's doing guys fine. in college. I was I got railed by Tommy Davidson. I just wanna <laughs> put that out there. Oh. And he was living color. The whole time he was doing Sammy Davis Jr. So it was sort of a twofer. <laughs> if he gets together with Billy Crystal, it's over, man. That's Oh, wow. Do... <laughs> yeah. You could get <laughs> double teamed by two Sammys. <laughs> One more problematic than the other. <laughs> I'm doing it with the Candyman. <laughs> Both similarly discomforting. <laughs> <laughs> and both were played out when they were doing it in the 90s. <laughs> Even then. <laughs> so since Tommy Bahama's a real guy, I think I have the perfect line if I ever wanted to like pick him up in a bar. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Is there a Mommy Bahama? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean... <laughs> Who would be the? Are you asking if? Listen, it's confused. It's confusing like if you think too much yeah. about it. Don't think too much about an it. An immaculate just paternal conception. He just came forth, fully no. formed from his father's jizz. No, I think what I the what I was getting at is that he, if he had a wife, she would be mommy Bahama. And I'm, what I'm doing is I'm asking. You know, he would get it. He would get it and think it was cool. 
and I mean, he would be chill about it. Yeah. Is that like the British thing where people call their wives mother or mom? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, it is. Exa- yes, that's it. I think he would get it. Do you guys think Tommy Bahama? I'm going to look and see if Tommy Bahama is a real man. He's a real man. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sort of a man's man. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's at Tommy Bahama on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's easy to feel why our Coconut Point camp shirt has everyone smiling. <laughs> also, I'm a real guy. <laughs> well, that answers our question. It's right there in the original tweet. I, I, I can stress this enough. I am a real man. <laughs> a lot of people are asking if I'm a real man or not. Their most recent tweet is, What's in the heart of Waikiki offers local farm-to-table fare and has sweeping views of Honolulu? Our restaurant and bar, of course. Ah, yes. Oh, we gotta go. The question that's been on everyone's tongue. Sold at resorts around the world. There's a bar at Yankee Stadium. Wow. What's the closest? Okay. What's the... <laughs> Graham, you're in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's the closest Tommy Bahamas between all of us? <laughs> we gotta meet there. We're meeting there in six hours. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'll see you at the Brentwood Mall. That's where I am. Yeah, Graham, is this? Yeah, uh, not to ask you too many like Canadian questions. Not I want to hear all. Of what them. did they do? In- you okay? Yeah. Oh, let's talk about what, what did, did Tommy Bahama ever rail the littlest hobo? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a dog? Yeah, it's a dog. Yeah, it it's a, it's it's an alternate timeline in the Tommy Bahama uh-huh. universe. Is this kind of like vibe? This like. Older dude, gray ponytail, flip-flop, speechcomber, Margs and Ronas and Ritas. Is this, is this kind, do you see this kind of guy in Canada? You see this guy, it was funny because I was in the exact place where you would see that exact guy. And I think I saw that exact guy. There's a bunch of like islands off the coast of uh, BC. And, oh, like, yeah. Little islands, Victoria and Gabriel. And people have like cottages there and there's so many of those people on the islands that they, they dominate the islands the now exact vancouver is on pacific time right yep but then just west of that they're on island time they're on island mm-hmm. time that's right yeah. yes <laughs> I mean, it's five o'clock somewhere right <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that guy margaritaville doesn't he have a chain of restaurants as well yeah like jimmy buffett they're called margaritaville mm-hmm. margaritaville Good for him. Do you travel to those islands west of Vancouver? I have. I've been to. Uh, I've been to three or four of them. So, what's involved? You got to get on a ferry most of the most of the time. You have to drive, get on a ferry, drive the other half, or there's little airlines that'll fly you over into their uh, harbors. So that's what I do. A little airline, like a a wee little airline. Like a tiny little airline. Hmm. They just went all electric. If uh, I'm sure you heard oh. about it. Their whole no. fleet is electric now. And uh, We, hadn't, yeah, it's we like, hadn't heard of it over here. We did not get that. That's You know what? That's the problem with my government. <laughs> they don't get the word <laughs> out about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Here things. in the United States, we have a whole branch of the government dedicated to spreading the word about electrified tiny airlines. <laughs> <laughs> On these little airlines, are the bags of peanuts even smaller? 
Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, I'm opening this thing. First of all, I can't get it open. And when I finally do, there's like five nuts in here. Uh, here's me Here's me trying to open this bag. <laughs> Three nuts? <laughs> hey, Jesse, how would Sammy Davis Jr. open that nuts bag? <laughs> Three nuts! <laughs> nice. You sound just like him. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do they have distinctive identities, Graham, or or is it just island folk or island folk? Mostly island folk out this way are rich, uh, rich, white, mm-hmm. uh, retired. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other part of the island are the people who live in service of those rich white people. So they run <laughs> sure. the restaurants and the stores and whatnot. So that's that's the balance as far as I understand it. Maybe we should hold for a second here because my uh, motorcycle just set off a car alarm. Hmm. Oh, there it goes. Okay. What type of motorcycle do you ride? (laughs) (laughs) It's a chopper. It's a chopper. (laughs) Have you ever performed on those islands? I did once at a place called the Gumboot Cafe. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) The, the The what cafe? The Gumboot Cafe. The Gumboot Cafe? Yes, the Gumboot okay. Cafe. And it was one of the worst shows I've ever done in my life because everyone in the room knows each other and we're just like heckling me, heckling each other. They they were like, you know, this guy's not from town, so they kept razzing me. And then, <laughs> then at the end of the show, there was nowhere for me to go. this guy closed-toed shoes. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, you not know. rich or a servant. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Oh, and I also did a show. I did a corporate show in a place called Tofino, and it was a Christmas show. And I kept like talking to people at the tables, trying to get them on board for jokes. And then at the end of the show, somebody said, "Oh, that whole left side—they uh, only speak Spanish. They're not—they uh, don't speak any English oh. whatsoever." So I was like, "Well, you know, you might might have slipped me a note <laughs> in the future <laughs> when asking a comedian to perform." Yeah. Comma. <laughs> Tell them about how half the audience is just smiling politely. <laughs> how many people are we talking about at these shows? The Gumboot one probably was like 75 or kind of 75 to 90 people. And okay, then yeah, same for it. the corporate. And I'll never be invited back. Not that I thought I would be invited back regardless, but I'm I'm not welcome back at those places. Because <laughs> you, you were an advocate of requiring shirts and shoes for service, right? Yeah, and I kept uh, pulling people's ponytail <laughs> hair bands off their head, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't take kindly to that. And I, I wore a T-shirt that wasn't tie-dyed, et cetera, oh, et cetera. Yeah. But yeah, up. they <laughs> I fucked up big time. So I'm only welcome back on a certain number of the eyes, but that's fine. What do I need What do I need so much island time in my life for? And now that I know that Margaritaville exists, I don't ever have to go to an island ever again. There was this, when Jordan and I were doing sketch comedy right out of college, there was this other sketch group, it was a duo, that was based in, I think they were based in the islands of northern Washington State. Okay. And this was like before there was sketch comedy even on YouTube, like YouTube basically didn't exist at the time, much less, you know, TikTok or influencers or whatever it is that young people who are doing sketchy comedy do to make money these days. Yeah. And these two dudes were full-time sketch comedians, and I didn't understand how, because they did not have a television show, which was the only way to make money doing 
sketch comedy at the time. Right. I had this long talk with these guys. They had this sort of like, I would characterize their act as blue manny. Nice. Like okay. there was a lot of things that were more like feats than they were jokes, but nice guys. And uh, I was like, how do you do this? And they had just built a network of performing arts centers in hippie towns in the Pacific Northwest. Mm. And they're oh, just wow. like, we just roll, we just get on a barge to an island. There's 800 people on the island and 400 of them come out to the art center on Saturday <laughs> night <laughs> to see this sketch comedy group they've never heard of, but we've got the booker's phone number. Yeah. And like, they just did an act that people like that would like. They did, they did the, they did the circuit once a year like they did they had their 60 places they played they did that over the course of a year and then the rest of the year they lived frugally i love it i love everything about that story yeah is that your motorbike being driven away what was that noise <laughs> yeah it's a lot of action in my neighborhood right now. <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh i knew a guy who like went to schools and like put on a lecture for like don't smoke or be safe be nice and that's how he made all of his money. Was just going. From I love that it's school. as generic as "be nice." <laughs> be nice, hey kids. <laughs> yeah, knock it off. Be nice. And that guy's name, Andrew Nice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Muffet. <laughs> I help the couch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I gave her a shoulder to lean on. <laughs> what is the Graham? What is the smallest show that you've played? That you've played, not overall, but for which you received ample compensation. Like, what is the highest huh. ratio of getting paid pretty well to no one coming? I feel like there's a golden ratio, and I think it happened like early on when I was doing comedy. Where you're getting paid fairly well because it's a corporate. But in this case, one half of the workforce had to be at work. So, <laughs> so, so the other half. So you get yourself a nice show up. that starts at 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and they did the like very, you know, it's like cliche basically where they, before they brought me up, they brought up this kid that worked with the company who had had an accident was now in a wheelchair and they put all this money together oh, for no. him and they bought oh my him this, gosh. this like ho like handmade leather jacket with his name on it and everybody was standing <laughs> applause and then it's just literally i think my opening joke was like look at my hair like <laughs> look at how funny my hair is <laughs> <laughs> Time to bust out the big guns, the Sammy Davis Jr. impression. Sammy, <laughs> will help me out of this bind. I mean, to your credit, Graham, you were wearing that handmade leather jacket that said Graham on it. Yeah, that's why we connected. <laughs> right. Still, I still hang out with him to this day. One time, our friend uh, Al Madrigal, the man of a thousand voices, did a McSweeney's benefit or an 826 benefit here in L.A., and there was this dog act that was the guy who trained the dog for Frasier. Mm, nice. And his, and his beautiful daughter. Uh, his daughter was probably 25 or 28 and was gorgeous, which I don't – this dog trainer married well. One but hey, presumes. the Eddie from Frasier, no slouch. I mean, that's a – Yeah, yeah that's well, right. yeah. are you suggesting pretty, pretty beautiful. that this girl's mom was Eddie from Frasier? <laughs> I'm just saying – 
Let's You're saying this guy's Eddie. got Paul. This guy's pulling. I'm just saying Eddie's a good looking dog, firm haunches, healthy gums. Yeah. <laughs> warm anus. <laughs> Isn't that something they Cold judge? hands, warm anus, never lose. Yes, can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like maybe a dozen rescue dogs. And the fact that they were rescue dogs was part of the patter. Right. And it was spectacular. Like one of the best performances of any kind I've ever seen. I did not. I was like, why did Al book a dog act in the middle of this comedy show with eight amazing headliners? Like this comedy show where Maria Bamford went second or whatever. Right. Like how could this dog act possibly be worth having in this show? Destroyed. Just blew the doors off of this theater full of Gen X affluent hipsters uh supporting a26 just absolutely leveled the place uh next comic was bill burr he comes out (laughs) he comes out and does his bit about how (laughs) if you adopt a dog it's not a rescue dog it's just a free dog (laughs) bill burr just fought his way through this audience that was in love with these adorable pets. And like years later, I saw Bill Burr and I talked, I said, I told him this story about seeing him do this. Cause it's like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in a, in a stand-up show. And I was like, did you like, did just decide to do that? Like, is this when you like turned on that audience from Philadelphia and decided to just do your whole set being mad at Philadelphia? Right. And Bill Burr just goes, no, nah, it's just backstage, not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't notice that he went on after a dog act. Oh, I love it. Graham, have you ever had to perform with non-comedy things like variety acts or bands oh, or whatever? Yeah. There was a like uh, a hot streak of burlesque was happening for a while. And so sure. there'd be everybody from comedians to your burlesque performers to like magicians and kind of hangers on like... Uh, you know, weird vaudevillian kind of acts. And I was like, I have jokes about the modern day. That's what I felt was wrong with me in that scene. I wasn't a vaudeville guy. <laughs> you're, like, you're like paging through your notebook, sleeve garters, sleeve garters, sleeve garters. Uh, the laudanum material. Where's the laudanum material? <laughs> oh, I can't get a good phosphate anywhere. <laughs> How about this bull moose party? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you dirige in an airship and airship in a dirigible? <laughs> I think Sammy Davis Jr. would sound a little something like this when piloting a dirigible. Not even not even current then. Graham, have you ever have you ever had to go on I mean like I, I think generally if you're going on in a burlesque show, there's some extent to which people want to see you know boobs with pasties on them or whatever but i would imagine that's a pretty game audience generally have you ever had to go on after like a an animal act or or a kid act or one of the famous show business blunders uh that was so good that it was impossible to follow yeah i mean i've definitely been on many shows where i've uh, been put behind somebody let's clean up basically like oh this is gonna destroy (laughs) There was a guy that used to teach comedy in Vancouver, and he 
I was never on one of his shows, but I witnessed this show where just before he brought out the headliner, him and his cute little son did kind of like a back and forth comedy act that everybody in the audience thought was like the most adorable thing. And then somebody else who had just taken the comedy class had to go back clean up and uh, they couldn't. They died. <laughs> they just died right there on the stage. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like some like I oh I did a corporate where I had to follow a Beatles cover band. So that, wow. that counts as yeah. How good of a Beatles cover band was it? They did four sets, four different costumes, four different eras of the Beatles. They were really good. And I was like, but why did, like, what, again, why am I on the show? Like, this isn't, I'm not dressed like Ed yeah. Sullivan. Like, when why do is you want, <laughs> <laughs> when do you want, ideally in that, when do you want to go on between Sergeant Pepper and Let It Be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah only a fool would go on after hard day's night and yeah. uh yeah i want to follow ram <laughs> <laughs> that's for the after party ram. yeah <laughs> you want to follow uh, uh the best of wings <laughs> <laughs> and they keep telling the audience like these are era appropriate clothes you just don't know wings style as well as you do the beatles but believe me this is a real... <laughs> we're nailing wings <laughs> <laughs> folks my name's graham clark let's keep it going for ringo stars all-star band <laughs> let's amazing give up... <laughs> billy preston impression on the keys there let's give it let's give it up for songs paul mccartney wrote for the video game destiny <laughs> <laughs> Famously, <laughs> was that a real thing? Yeah, Paul McCartney wrote at least one song for the video game Destiny, and uh, my memory of it is that it is kind of hilariously bad. It is kind of uh, meandering oh, wow. and uh, hookless. I think. Uh, I don't know if it's it about? about the game. Destiny I don't know. If, I don't know enough about <laughs> the lore of Destiny <laughs> to know if it was actually about. It was set in the world of Destiny, but... um, Right. I know almost nothing about the lore of Destiny. I know a little <laughs> bit about Destiny's Child. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a popular expansion for Destiny. <laughs> DLC. The Raid. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. You guys want to take a break and do some raids and then come back and take some phone calls? Yeah, I'm going to eat some of these... Sour Patch Kids. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Delicious. Been staring me in the fucking face this whole time. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. You know, every episode of Jordan Jesse Go, underwritten by the good folks who become members of Maximum Fun. Thank you, Maximum Fun members. That's what that's what allows us to uh, keep the lights on. That's what it pays for the porridge that we give Brian every week. <laughs> um, the whole nine yards. Also this week, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, Jordan, you know what we support here on Jordan Jesse Go? Oh, um, single mothers, of course. Now, first and foremost is going to be single mothers, they're the real heroes. Second of all, firefighters. Returning to the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about free silver, Jordan. You know that we disagree on this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, I was going to say mental health. We're all about supporting your mental yeah. health. Uh, Jordan and I are, are glad to say on this program that we have 
we each have gotten a lot out of therapy. Uh, there are a lot of ways to get therapy. Um, uh, you can go see somebody in person in your community. You can uh, go to a clinic. You can get your insurance to cover it. Uh, one really convenient way uh, that is pretty easy to access is our sponsor, BetterHelp. Now, Jordan, let me ask you this. Hmm. You ever feel burnt out? Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Obviously, you can burn out at work. Yeah. Especially if you're like a, an illegal street racer. I think first and foremost, the Fast and Furious movies. A lot of burnout there. Are about managing burnout. (laughs) And drifting. Mm -hmm. Um, And family. And family, of course. They're about three things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, in, uh, in, in, in the world, in a world choked by capitalism, we are, we're all encouraged to uh, keep working, work after hours, work on the weekends, and then trying to balance that stuff with family and relationships and everything else. It can be real exhausting. And uh, I think that uh, having a therapist to talk to uh, weekly about that stuff has been really awesome for me. And uh, if you want to try and get one through BetterHelp, they offer a lot of great options. Uh, It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It can be much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJGo. Hey, Jordan, I want to mention that if anybody out there lives in the New York City area, so I'm talking about New York City, I'm talking about Newark, New Jersey, uh, fuck it, Princeton, New Jersey. All the way to Princeton. That's what I'm talking about. Across mm. the entire state of New Jersey, basically. We're looking at you, Hoboken. Yeah, come on, Hoboken. Don't fuck this up for yourself. Uh, I and our friend John Hodgman are playing a show uh, at Lincoln Center. A free show on June 29th. Uh, it is going to be a great time. Gene Gray is going to be there. Uh, you get to watch me sing if you want to. Um, or you can just go for nachos during that time. It's a free outdoor show. It's part of Lincoln Center's uh, Summer in the City series. It, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I hope that you will come. Uh, if you are worried about getting tickets, you can make reservations. Just Google Judge John Hodgman, New York, or Judge John Hodgman, Lincoln Center, uh, and you will find the reservation link there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a blast. It's our first uh, live show in several years. Um, not counting Max FunCon, it's my first overall public performance in years. So, uh, I hope that you New Yorkers and, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm extending it to Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound okay? So you're letting Connecticut off the hook? No, Connecticut's on the hook. Specifically, I'm talking about Michael Ian Black, I think, lives in Connecticut. He better come. Yeah. If, you know what? If you were on the state. <laughs> Anybody on the state, Carrie Kenny Silver, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Nice woman. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, come to that show. It's June 29th at uh, Lincoln Center in their outdoor amphitheater. It's going to be a blast. Uh, uh, probably my friend Adam from middle school is going to be there so you can meet him. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, and uh, that's all. I just wanted to mention that for all our New Yorkers. Yeah. Get out there. Go to a show. 
go to a fucking show. It's outdoors. It's safe. It's happy. Will we be really funny? Probably not. It's outdoors. You know, how funny can you be outdoors? But it'll be pleasant. You'll be distracted by lightning bugs. Yeah, and nachos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as many fucking nachos. You think they serve nachos at Lincoln Center? That's a safe assumption, right? Yeah, I mean, if, unless they love leaving money on the table. Winton Marsalis insists. <laughs> Fully <laughs> <No>. loaded. <laughs> Not just cheese and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Not just those little jarred jalapenos either. No, uh-uh. Sour cream, guac, and a protein. Yeah. Spicy chicken. Uh, June 29th. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, a high roller at many casinos. Big dog in Vegas. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Clark, Michael Kors, amazing penis. All right, okay, guys. It's listen. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just now getting over it. And mm-hmm. here we are, salt in my wounds. Mm-hmm. I'm no Michael Kors, but I have a lot to offer. Yeah, exactly. You're the only you. Thank you. She described it to me. Why are we, we have, we could just do calls. Why are we still talking about this traumatic? She said it was both thick and elegant. I don't, I I have, I have a lot of good qualities too. I'm very um, punctual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She told me that you came early a few times. All right. A lot of good restaurant suggestions. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, oh, well. I have an Apple TV. <laughs> Michael Kors told me that eating ain't cheating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the shirt that got him his start, right? Just on the subject of restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, once you get Michael Kors started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plowing your girlfriend. He does not stop. You know, mm-hmm. just... Uh, Graham, just like on Stop Podcasting Yourself, you have famous segments like Overheards. Yeah. And uh, and what, what is a goblin? What is a goblin, which we never got to the bottom of. Uh, there were a lot of different theories on what a goblin was or is. There was a solid... Just for the listener who doesn't listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself, and you should be. It's sort of like if this show was a thing um uh, <laughs> but uh, for a solid six months graham and dave were asking all of their guests what is a goblin <laughs> just to define what for them yeah because we knew what ghosts were it didn't sound like you were prepping them no we weren't it's, yeah you were just dropping that on them just off the dome yeah, and that's, that's where you're going to get the truth. You know, if you tell them in advance what's a goblin, they're going to try and sound smart. But right. If, you know, you get them in the moment, they'll tell you exactly what they think a goblin is. Jordan, what would you say is a goblin? I'm envisioning Gollum from Lord of the Rings. That okay. to me. What color is he? Brown? Gray. 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 And kind of loose strands of hair. 
Yeah, like kind of a humanoid, but kind of, you know, some like ape-like qualities, loincloth only. That's the only clothes. Maybe some bone jewelry. Maybe I'm thinking like yeah. necklace yeah, with bone right. bone, bone trophies, that kind yeah, of thing. with the fur. Yeah, yeah. club. Club. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Yeah. Has has a club. Yeah. Yeah. And apple bottom jeans. <laughs> and apple bottom jeans. Apple bottom jeans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like a goblin is a kind of guy who could go. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Like that, like that kind of guy. That kind of guy. And pointy ears. So those are my two main things. There was a lot of speculation throughout whether a, a goblin is wet. Are they wet? Oh, I think yes. I think absolutely yeah. yes. Yeah. Did you have you ever like, talked to like a folklore expert or anything like that? Have you ever thought about contacting, you know, someone that that kind of studies? We're not these allowed things? to. We're in Canada. You're not allowed to bother scientists and stuff. That's, there's <laughs> laws against that. Right. That's where the CBC exists. There is currently, there is currently a a supercut of you guys asking all these guests. A, a, a listener made a supercut and. I listened to it, and I had listened to it when it was happening, which was, what, maybe three years ago, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that? I had listened to it as it happened. I mean, it was like my, all my children, like <laughs> like pushing people away from the speaker. I got to hear what a goblin is to Alicia Tobin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we and, that was our Max Fun pin that year, was what's a goblin. So there you go. It really became part of the show. And re-listening to it was absolutely magic. I would say... I would say that it was the greatest supercut of all time. Okay. If it weren't for that, if it weren't for that supercut of David Letterman asking drummers in their bands about their drum kits, which Dave made. Yeah, that's right. Dave went viral. For many years, you know, many years from now, stop podcasting yourself and indeed the medium of podcasting will have been forgotten. Yeah. But Dave will remain legendary for having made that supercut <laughs> of David Letterman asking drummers about their drum sets. He also did a thing that took off where he was uh he was taking people from movies who were then played by a kid. So he would like the the adult star and the kid star who they cast, and he put that on a Tumblr, and it blew up. It was like an Entertainment Weekly, and oh yeah, yeah, it was called Kid Casting. <laughs> yeah, what is the state of Tumblr? I think we all had a fun time, but most of us got off. Last I heard, it was like a haven for a certain kind of like porn GIF. Like there was a, if you liked your porn in looping GIF form, Tumblr was the place. Uh, but that was several years ago. So I don't know if it's moved on from that or or what. There's somebody I follow on Twitter and she regularly posts weird memes that only exist on Tumblr. Uh-huh. Uh, one of which was a package of uh, Hot Pockets where the Hot Pocket is open and you see the like stuff flowing out of it. Them just replacing it with every like a Ben Stiller coming out of there, or just like oops, all gravel and just shit like that. <laughs> Maybe we can expand this. If anybody out there is a regular on a wants to sell us Tumblr, we have fifty dollars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we Canadian, will buy but Tumblr. Still... You have to include all the porno gifts. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's really the IP is why we're right. buying it. <laughs> and, and everyone's getting a Disney Plus series. Yeah. And I'll walk. I'll walk away from this deal right now. So help me God. <laughs> 
if you're a regular on a defunct social media site, if you still have an emo band that promotes themselves on MySpace, yes. we'd like to know what's going on. Do you have any updates as to what's going on on a particular defunct social media website? For instance, Twitter. Give us a call at 206-984-4FUN and let us know. Not the Twitter one. I was joking with that. Um, don't just call in with Twitter stuff. That'd be a waste of everybody's time. Tell us what you're live journaling. Yes. If you're a live journal, tell us what's going on on live journal. Yeah. Tumblr. What was the one with the peach? Do you know the peach one? Do you wasn't there one Georgia? that had the peach Georgia. logo? Yeah, I was thinking Georgia. Georgia yeah. yeah, if you're yeah. on Georgia.gov. Hello, hello. Wasn't Ello's web? Yeah, Ello. If you're uh, if you're on Ello, give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun. Let us know what's going down. I mean, my concern here is that just uh, just back of the envelope. Off the top of the head, right. math. I'm going to say three quarters of these are white supremacist websites now. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Listen, yeah. will this segment bear fruit? Who knows? <laughs> I'm just planting a crop and praying for rain. <laughs> so, Graham, as we were saying, you guys have a lot of original ideas on Stop Podcasting Yourself for segments. <laughs> We do that, too. We think of our own ideas. We, yeah. um, it's not just you and Dave that can think of ideas. We think of a lot of our own ideas. We don't actually. I agree. Yeah, for different segments on the show. So, like, we'll think of something and then people will call in for that segment that we thought of. It's not just people calling in and then saying that we thought of a segment, just it, a actually. segment That's that describes what That's their call was. happening. No, right. it's stuff that we thought of because we're creative. <laughs> we're creatives. Yeah. We're creatives and influencers. And content is king. Everyone knows. You said it. <laughs> and queen, single mothers. Thank you. Yes. Queens, so queens them all. <laughs> <laughs> single mothers. Queen, queens of them all. Brian, make mouse pads. What is a podcast if not saying words? (laughs) Jordan, Jesse, Brian, listen, I work with old people, with their computers specifically. I was helping an old man with his uh, iPad, opened up private mode. Sure enough, he'd left all of his pornography tabs open. So I closed them down, closed private mode, knowing that he was safe for now. Anyway, a couple of years later, I get a phone call, and it's from his wife. Unfortunately... This client, he's dead. And can I come and help with the iPad which she has inherited? And I knew exactly what I had to do. I went around straight away, grabbed that iPad, explained that there were probably some connectivity issues. So I took it out into the hall, opened that private tab, cleared away all that post-mortem porn, closed the private tab, and then I clenched my fist, held it in the air. And that's why I'm calling you for the segment. Today, I fist bumped a ghost. Nice. Love the show. that's great (laughs) for once a ghost isn't saying boo he's saying hooray Mm, yeah or he's saying booyah maybe that's the thing (laughs) thank you graham do we even need the setup graham maybe we should just say today a ghost said boo yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) do you think one of the 
tabs had one of those like you know porn ad pop-ups that says like this game will kill you in 40 seconds (laughs) (laughs) why would i play it (laughs) (laughs) oh now i'm dead There, 40 seconds right on the dot. <laughs> I would have been curious what the what the porno was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in like maybe he thinks it's porn, but it was just burlesque. Maybe that was his level. Of yeah, it. could be. Could be like a British octogenarian is just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Showing some ankle. It's just babes pushing their sleeves up and then they stay up out of the way because mm-hmm. <laughs> of the garters. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> just nurses being chased by Benny Hill and a guy in a gorilla suit. <laughs> <laughs> You're an old British man. That's porn, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> One of those comic book annuals, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, British comic book annuals. Dennis the Menace. Desperate Dan. I have a real I have a real serious question. Do you think that when you're old the pornography gets more baroque, more specific or there's like a back to basics thing? Hmm. I think you probably want something that reminds you of your childhood. Yeah. Oh, so like a radio somebody fucking a radio flyer. Yeah, a radio flyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really giving it to that wagon. <laughs> <laughs> right in the spokes. <laughs> God, right in the spokes. <laughs> oh, baby, tell me that cars should have fins. <laughs> Invite me to the sock hop. Um, <laughs> one, <laughs> one milkshake, two straws. <laughs> The viral video sensation. (laughs) Yes. One milkshake, two straws. Not as filthy as the other one. No. But it will kill you in 40 seconds. It'll get you where you're going. Not entirely (laughs) hygienic. I mean, there's not much backwash when it comes to milkshakes, but... (laughs) Brian, we got another call in there? Hey, Jordan and Jesse. Um... Annie from Chicago calling in with uh, an entry for your recurring segment of ridiculous bootleg Disney t-shirts. I actually was just in Walt Disney World and can 100% confirm what Jordan said about how most people are wearing these just absolutely absurd Etsy Disney crossover shirts, mostly about alcohol. Um, But another subgenre of Disney Etsy shirt I saw was the crossover IP shirt. They were just like astounding. So I'm going to tell you my three favorites. Number three, I saw a guy wearing a shirt that was a checklist. And at the top, it said things we don't talk about. And underneath, it said Fight Club and Bruno. Um, I think it was family and Kanto dress up day. And that's what he had negotiated for himself. You um, needed three. The rule number two, I saw somebody yeah. wearing a black T-shirt with like white screen printing with an illustration of a man's face wearing the classic Mickey ears hat and the word Walt underneath it. But instead of Walt Disney's face, it was Walter White's face from Breaking Bad. That's clever. Um, I actually spotted this on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom, um, which is a choice. I would have um, liked Walt And Frazier, the one I Clyde cannot Frazier. stop thinking about is a t-shirt that at first glance looks like the album art from Outcast's Stankonia. 
album with two figures standing in front of a black and white American flag. Um, But instead of Andre and Big Boy, it's Timon and Simba from the Disney animated film The Lion King with um, Simba standing in the same pose as Andre 3000 which with his like arms or paws, I guess, stretched out. Anyway, I can't stop thinking about these shirts and I had to offload them out of my brain to somebody else. Enjoy. Thanks. What the hell is Timon and Simba doing together? Where's where's Pumbaa? Where's Pumbaa? Where's yeah, Pumbaa? That's all I could think about. <laughs> where's Pumbaa? First of all, where's Pumbaa? Yeah. And most importantly, why was why was Tommy Hilfiger wearing his ring? Mm. <laughs> Whose party is this? Graham, what's your what's your closest theme park? If you were to have the itch to to ride the ride the coasters, grab a funnel cake, where would you go? It's a place called Playland. It's mm. uh, a kind of in the in the far east of the city, and it's the the roller coaster in it is where they shot the roller coaster scene for Final Destination 3. So that's its big claim to fame. Oh, yeah. that's a good yeah, Final yeah. Destination. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good Final Destination. Yeah. Have you, have you ridden that coaster yourself and were you uh, killed? I was killed, but because I beat <laughs> I beat uh, death at its own game, I was allowed to come back. The game was Pictionary. And... <laughs> a lot of people don't know. That's how death got rich. Yeah. But like this, every year there's a big uh, exhibition at the that happens around that uh, playland. And uh, there's always uh, musicians that play. Like every night there's a different musician. B-52's Farewell Tour is going to be there. So wow. last chance. Yeah. This is it. Wait. An exposition? Yes. Like Expo 76? <laughs> the Pacific <laughs> National Exhibition, uh, where it's, you know, it's just drinking. Mostly that. It's mostly drinking <laughs> and uh, and just eating garbage stuff. And then if you're lucky, you get to see the B-52s. Or Nelly. Nelly's going to be playing there as well. Dang. These are <laughs> premium apps. <laughs> yeah. Get a pass. Get a, yeah, get a new old pass. What are the Playland delicacies? If Disneyland has its giant turkey legs and dole whips, oh shit! What are you getting at Playland? Uh, potato tornadoes are big. Those are big and celebrated. You know those? They kind of go on. No, uh-uh. like what's spin. that? It's like kind of a long potato chip, basically that's wrapped around a wooden stick. So it's Dang. Uh, it's like all one piece, and it's they're fantastic. They're amazing. So potato tornadoes that does sound good. Beaver tails are a big thing. <laughs> a beaver tail is just when a woman bends over in her thong shows. Yeah, and then you hear a, a trombone. Uh, but yeah, I think like wait, no, what the fuck is a beaver tail? Graham? Oh, sure, sure. Um, because a, otherwise, one hundred percent, we think it is a, the tail of a beaver. It's a hundred percent. What it is is it's a tail of a beaver. So there you go. You were right. Oh wow. Okay. Do you get a dipping sauce with that? that. Yeah. <laughs> ranch or barbecue <laughs> yeah you want a marinara sauce with that really nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are a flattened donut kind of thing with uh i believe maple syrup and powdered sugar on it Ooh, sounds okay. great yeah so those are kind of the big ones and then you know all the usual suspects your mini Kevin donuts Spacey. such like yeah. 
you know, mini, <laughs> mini donuts is one of the celebrated ones, of course. But yeah, what do you you guys all live in California? Do you guys ever go to Disneyland? I went for the first time in years and years and years. I talk, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah, it used to be so I you know, growing up in Orange County, it was something that you could do a couple times a year, but I had not been in a long, long time and went with the family and we had a really fun time and we saw all the Star Wars stuff and it was really cool. Uh yeah. please consult Jordan Jesse Go episode four episodes ago for the rest. Nice. That's like the editor's note they used to do in comic books. Like, yeah, exactly. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For more on my trip to Disneyland, see Amazing Spider-Man issue three, four, four. It's a very bad issue of Spider-Man. The fans hate it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'll talk more about the corn dog we got. I do like the notion of a Spider-Man comic where Spider-Man's in the background to somebody else's life, and you just kind of see Spider-Man <laughs> flying around the background while you're at the at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, my mom, while we were at Disneyland, this was a, like a family trip. Uh, my mom did point out everywhere we either got lost or threw up as kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. We walk down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of both, apparently. <laughs> I put together a whole album at home we like to flip through if you want it. Yeah. Weak tummy, no sense of direction. <laughs> but just just the Legoland guy though, right? You're a Lego you're a Legoland fanatic. You're a Legoland adult, right? First of all, I can't get enough. But I'm not there for I'm not some duplo dipshit. Right? <laughs> I'm there for Ninjago all the way, baby. Yeah. Nice. I'm a big Playing boy. Playing with the big I like boys. Violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you could go in the big boy potty. No diapies for you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's how you know you're ready. The Legoland is pretty good. It's uh, What I like about it is it's pretty chill. Yeah. It's not a bunch of fucking bullshit. Like, this, obviously, is the stuff at Disneyland better than the stuff at Legoland? Yeah, fucking, of course it is. It's a Disneyland. They invented pretend mountains that you ride a roller coaster on. That's true. They're the originators. They they built the game. But like at Legoland, just everybody's just fucking kicking back and riding a boat around and checking out a Eiffel Tower made of Legos. That's, That's what I want. That is what I want. I want that. And then if if Legoland had a store where you could buy a miniature license plate that said Bort on it, yeah, that would nice. be, that's my ultimate that's my ultimate theme park. I just want a, a little, little mini license plate that says Bort, and then I ride a boat around and see the Sydney Opera House made out of Legos. The uh, the theme park of my youth, which was outside of Calgary, it was called Callaway Park because it was away from Calgary. That's a brilliant name that they came up with. It's <laughs> cute uh, rules. And it at one point it was a Flintstones themed amusement park, but they oh, have wow. long since left. But all the buildings still look like bedrock, <laughs> like all the garbage cans had like a turtle shell over top. <laughs> uh, the haunted house, like it was walking into Barney's house. Yeah. It was uh... just people with war balloons saying, saying "Yabba dabba doot." <laughs> <laughs> we had to change it to "Yabba dabba doot." <laughs> No, no I don't know if I've ever us. told you this. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Graham, but I went I went to Calgary one time to do Bullseye or maybe even The Sound of Young America back then. This nice woman was helping run the Calgary Folk Festival, which is not a folk music festival, but a giant 
music festival in the river. There's an island in the river that's a park. Yeah. There's a giant concert with uh, Roberta Flack headlining. Cool. And Canadian country singer Corb Lund. Yep. Uh, who was great. I interviewed him and he was a fucking delightful guy. Just such a bright, interesting, fun guy. But anyway, uh, the things that I remember most about it are this great park in the middle of the river. People talking about how you people go tubing in the river right through the middle of Calgary. I thought that was really fun. And then I, I got called two slurs in three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, the golden ratio, they call it. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not every what was, day. <laughs> what, was, what was the main attraction at Callaway? Uh, was, I think, the Flintstones. Like, it wasn't much of a oh, park. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they had a roller coaster. They had, like, a, a splash Again, like it was a log, like it looked like uh, an old Flintstones era log, log ride, stuff like that. Just really nothing great. Like it was, it was good enough for us, but that was before we knew that other things were better. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was before you knew that some theme parks had a store where you could buy a little license plate mm -hmm. that says Bort on That's it. right. That's right. <laughs> By the way, my wife took my daughter to Universal Studios. I said... All I want, I don't want to go, but I want you to bring me a little license plate that says board on it. Yeah. Guess yeah. what they didn't have? Fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> I ended up with a keychain that says board on it. Yeah, I think the <laughs> license I think the license plates are gone. What, what is, I think what was happening there. It's like obviously that's one of the greatest Simpsons jokes of all time. I'm assuming mm -hmm. if you are listening to the show, you kind of remember it you have a son named bort you have a son named bort yeah. <laughs> my son is also named bort yeah. but i think what was going on is that when they opened the simpsons land they were like we gotta have this like blow people's minds but also for this joke to work we need a rack of other license plates right like we need a yeah. rack of the regular ones for this joke to track <laughs> and also right. maybe kids don't want that license plate anymore so they had to make something that people liked and then squeeze Bort there. Fucking Not as bullshit. good. Not as good. I have that yeah. keychain though. You think I'm gonna go eat your fucking pink donuts just because they're fucking yeah. pink and you or don't your even have shorts. a fucking license plate that says Bort? <laughs> Thanks, Cram. Two zero six nine eight four four fun or JJ go at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Hi, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. And the three of us host The Flophouse. It's a podcast where we watch a new bad movie and then we talk about it. Dan, you say it's hosted by the three of us. We've had a lot of great guest co-hosts like Gillian Flynn, Jamel Bowie, John Hodgman, Jessica Williams, Wyatt Cenac, Joe Bob Briggs, Josh Gondelman, Roman Mars. Yeah, and you said new movies. But what about the time we did Meatballs 2? Okay, okay. Yeah, sometimes we do older movies and sometimes we have guests, but mostly it's about us talking about like recent bad movies. And don't forget about the ones where I made you do a role-playing game where you played cartoon dogs. All right, yeah. But... Shouldn't a promo be a really simple explanation about what our show's about? So, what's the show about, Dan? What's it about? <laughs> what's it about? It's about friendship, all right? It's about our friendship and how we love each other. The Flophouse. It's a podcast mostly about bad movies on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. 
Do you sometimes wonder whatever happened to the kids at your school who really loved Star Trek? You might remember a kid like me, the one who read the Star Trek novels and built starship models. I also took music classes to avoid taking gym classes that required showering after, but I don't see what that really has to do with- Or a kid like me. I introduced myself to kids at my summer camp one year as Wesley, but when the school year started and some of those kids were in my new class, I actually had to explain to my friends that I had tried to take on the identity of my favorite Star Trek character. The shame haunts me to this day. I'm sure some of those Star Trek fans from your childhood grew up to have interesting and productive lives, but we ended up being podcasters. On The Greatest Discovery, you'll hear what happens to two lifelong Star Trek fans who didn't grow up to be great people, but just grew up to be people who love jokes as much as they love Trek. So listen to our new episodes every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Clark. Greg Muni. It's a hockey card that was on my desk. Greg. Oh. <laughs> Great. I should say, by the way, that the thing that I said was, this will be old news by the time this show comes out, but <laughs> it's the thing that a baseball player who slapped another baseball player said because he slapped him over the fantasy football dispute and he said he slapped him because the other guy was fucking with his money because he was cheating in the fantasy football league and you shouldn't fuck with his money because he's a big dog in Vegas at many casinos in Vegas. <laughs> so I just wanted to make that clear, as clear as it can be with Re, why I said that and why that guy slapped that guy before a baseball game. Okay, nice. Graham, what what are your boys' stats over there? Uh, Craig Muniz? Yeah. His uh, overall game points, 310, which is not bad. Wow. Yeah, I think he's been around for a while. He's an Edmonton Oiler. Goals, 21. Assists, 64. And then I don't know what these next uh, letters are, PTS and PIM. It could be in anything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I have this uh, baseball card that I've been slowly tearing up whenever I'm doing a podcast. So that's all that's left of Greg Muni. Nice. Just the top quarter. But you know what? The Oilers are still in the playoffs, so I won't throw it away until they're eventually kicked out. What uh, hockey teams still exist in what have become the Phoenix Heat Waves or whatever? Phoenix Coyotes? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I've Don't all hockey teams now play in cities with 120 degree heat? Yes. Yeah. The league really lost its way. <laughs> like, wow, there's two teams in Ciudad Juarez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not that many teams in Canada. Like, most of the NHL is the United States. We've only got, like, six teams. And only one of them is currently in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, just one of them. Not my city. Seems unfair. Sure. Does seem unfair. We all played long together fine, and then the playoffs come and we're not friends anymore? What the fuck? We got rid of the fucking Montreal Expos. Why? Because we didn't want some fucking bullshit French nonsense (laughs) with a fucking world exposition theme (laughs) to fuck with our national game. That's true. They weren't using a baseball bat. They were using a baguette. Yes. (laughs) It gave them an unfair advantage. It was a corked corked baguette. (laughs) 
<laughs> the cork was from wine. That's another French thing. So this is a lot of fun. <laughs> that gets were corked. The burgundies were uncorked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glug, glug. Glug, glug. Say the Frenchies. <laughs> what, a, what a fun time we're having. We're having a blast. We're having a blast. Man, isn't it great to be a profession, a highly skilled professional humorist? Yeah. No. <laughs> you can't validate yourself. <laughs> anyway, let's go 90 more minutes. <laughs> Whenever you're alone, you're sad. <laughs> hey, we're shutting it down for the night. Graham Clark, thanks oh, for being here. for the here. night? Aw. Thanks I'm for sorry. having me. This is a blast. <laughs> yeah, uh, stop podcasting yourself. It's the it's the funniest. Uh, Graham and Dave are so funny. If y'all aren't listening to it, on which both of you have been guests, that's true. Jesse and I have both been guests, so avoid those episodes. No, but start the Alicia there. Tobin and episodes then... <laughs> are a delight. <laughs> yes, Alicia Tobin episodes are the best. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna very. I'm gonna offer a very earnest plug for stop podcasting yourself. I ha- don't have a ton of room in my life for podcasts. I only show up to this one because I have to. <laughs> I I love doing this show. But I I don't listen to a lot of comedy podcasts because they make me sad or jealous. Mm. And I somehow I held out on that for like 12 years and then a few years ago it turned and now they make me sad and jealous. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but stop podcasting yourself is such a treasure for me. I listen to uh, close to every single episode of Stop Podcasting Yourself. It's the only comedy podcast that I listen to in that way anymore. I really love it. It is like a gentler, kinder, funnier Jordan Jesse Go. Which is a huge compliment coming from you. That's uh, that means a lot. Yeah, I mean, I fucking love. We're very Jordan gentle Jesse Go. because we are very gentle. <laughs> because we are very gentle. <laughs> we would never hurt you, listener. <laughs> I really love stop podcasting yourself. Every time I listen to it, I think, ah, oh, isn't it great that I know these guys? These guys are fucking geniuses. So you should go and listen to stop podcasting yourself and. I will say, if if you're American, this is a Canadian program, if you're American, it might sneak up on you. They're not poking you in the nose with gags and japes. They're not yelling or doing a smug guy voice like me. They're (laughs) they're asking, Graham especially loves to ask their guest about what's going on with them and how they're feeling. Graham is a wonderful wonderful interviewer of Vancouver-based improvisers. (laughs) Um, but it is it is like such a, such a brilliantly hilarious show. Like listen to two episodes and all you'll think is these are my new best friends in the entire world and how brilliant and talented they are. So yeah, listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself. If you like this show and you don't like Stop Podcasting Yourself, I will be stunned. I will be genuinely stunned. And the honest truth is that if you don't like this show, Congratulations on powering through to the end here. Uh, you'll probably like stop podcasting yourself. It's better than this. Well, thanks so much for having me, guys. This has been a blast. Yeah, thanks. Well, well we're thrill- thrilled to have you, Graham. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Uh, Valerie Moffat is on the stream this evening. Hi to everybody watching on the Max Fun YouTube page live. 
Uh, we are on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. We are on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at put dot this dot on. We're on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. It's been a little quieter on Reddit lately. I want to see some people get up in the Reddit this week. What, what's the fucking shit going down at the amusement park by your house? Where's the B-52s playing for you? It's <laughs> just topic ideas, you know. Maximumfun.reddit.com. Where's the B-52s playing for you? Sound off in the comments. <laughs> Smash that like button on Reddit or whatever. I don't know. Is you, you know they got a whole Reddit just for dogs on roofs? I love it. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, how'd they get up there? Got to get yeah. over there. Makes me sad, though, because it occurred to me the other day, I was wa- going for a walk, and I was remembering this dog on a roof that used to live by my house in Mount Washington. My wife and I called it Roof Dog. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, man, I wonder I wonder if I'll ever see Roof Dog again. And then I remember that probably Roof Dog is dead. Mm. Rest see you next week, everybody. Like <laughs> <laughs> and now the comedy yeah. of Graham Clark. <laughs> 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 we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.